Hi, I'm Darren Wright. And I'm Tim Beadle. Welcome to Disciple Making. It's Tim Beadle and Darren Wright back again for our second podcast on disciple making. Uh, in the first podcast, uh, Darren uh, very graciously invited me to tell my story of how I became a committed uh, church leader and follower of Jesus, uh, who now wants to focus on making disciples that make disciples. It's all about spiritual multiplication. Uh, so in this podcast, we're going to ask Darren to tell his story and bring us up to to date and up to speed on what the Lord's been doing in his life, a bit about his journey. And I'll probably have a few questions at the end. So Darren, over to you and great to have you on board today. Excellent. Well, thanks, Tim. Thanks for letting me jump in here. And uh, yeah, well, I grew up in a Christian home and came to faith at an early age and uh, didn't do too much with that. Got baptized when I was 14, which was significant. Uh, but then the church blew up and, you know, caused, caused a lot of grief for me and my fellow friends at that age and stage of life. And uh, I, I probably would say that at that stage, I was moving towards, I was truly, you know, a disciple and probably moving towards becoming evangelistic in my young teen life. Uh, but it kind of got short-circuited. And I always say that set me back about five years in my faith. And uh, uh, I graduated from high school and, and started working out in the bush, cutting survey lines and, and things like that, and canoe racing and a few other things. And one fall, you know, I would always bring books out in the bush. This is before there was Kindles and things like that. So I'd bring a stack of books and jam it into my my duffel bag. And this one year, for whatever the reason, I I had started you know, reading the Bible a little more and and uh, praying almost like a out of in a rote kind of you know deal with God kind of way. Uh, but I grabbed these books, and the books I grabbed that year were all about revival and prayer and evangelism. I'm reading these when I'm in the wilderness, and and through that, the Lord got a hold of me. And uh, among other things, and that and really set me off on a course. I decided to go to Bible school for a year. And my rationale for going to Bible school was just to kind of get my head straight <laughs> with what I believed in and to learn how to share my faith. You know, for me, in, in my way of thinking at that point, that was kind of like the pinnacle of the, 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 the Christian life would learn how to share your faith. And you've, you know, you've arrived. And uh, so I went away to Bible school. My plan was to go for a year, ended up, you know, stay in for four, which was a shock uh, to me and everybody else. But in that first year, I jumped right out of the gate, jumped into Campus Crusade for Christ, hmm. where, you know, we'd go onto the university campus and walk up to people and try to share the four spiritual laws and, you know, start a spiritual conversation. And that was, that was hard and it was traumatic. And, you know, I was just this, you know, this kid from Northern Canada, and it was uh, just a different world for me. Uh, but, you know, saw some things happen through that. And the next semester, I jumped into Evangelism Explosion, where we'd visit people from the church who visited the church. And and through that, I actually, the first person firsthand, I, I, I brought across the line of repentance and faith. And that was that was very significant for me. I would put it almost on par in terms of my spiritual development with baptism, in a way, really. To be honest, it was so significant to see, see this, this fella who was a recovering addict, an inner city fella, to see him physically change, just his his whole demeanor changed. And I, he actually then started coming to church, and I brought him to the New Believers class. And uh, that, that for me was uh, was really a perspective changing for me. And, and I realized this is something I want to do more of and want to learn to do. And that was really why I became a pastor, 
was I thought, well, that's the best way to, to be involved in evangelism. And uh, so, you know, so I became a pastor and, uh, you know, started doing the pastor thing and saw people come to faith, but it was really me, you know, occasionally someone I led to the Lord or, or trained would lead somebody else to the Lord, but there was no real sense of trying to multiply, you know, in the, in that multiplication sense. And then I got involved in, in uh, some Sun Life training. I actually taken a Sun Life training back in Bible school for youth ministry, but it had since been developed for, for use in the larger church. And that uh, just challenged me on a whole nother level uh, to, to really be clear in my mind what a disciple actually is. A disciple is not just someone who's prayed a prayer. A disciple is not just someone who's, who's, who goes to church or you know, any of those things or reads their Bible. A disciple is someone who is following Jesus, doing what Jesus did, you know, making disciples and reproducing themselves. And that it was, when I share about that, it was like, I sometimes share how there was a stage in there at some point where, you know, arising from one of these Sun Life trainings, I, I did a study they challenged us to do and go through the Bible and try to define what a disciple is, you know, define the character traits of a disciple. And actually, actually, that's where my one book arose from that study. But I remember when I, I did this, that study before I even taught on it or anything, I remember having this thought, okay, this is what a disciple is. And I've been a pastor now for almost a decade without having it clear in my head what a disciple is. And yet my basic job as a follower of Jesus is to make disciples. And I felt like just rewinding my entire ministry, even my Christian life and starting over and just realizing this is what I'm actually supposed to be about. And that, you know, that's been an, you know, an ongoing journey from that, that critical point forward. And and honestly, you know, I have to say, when I look at what it means to be a disciple maker, I'm not prepared to put a big check beside my name on that yet. You know, I've, I've definitely come to faith in Christ. I've definitely led people to the Lord. I've seen, you know, some light reproduction happening where people I've either trained or led to the Lord have led others to the Lord, but I'm not quite prepared to call it multiplication yet. And so I very much feel that I'm growing as a disciple maker. I want to ask you a question. Uh, usually, uh, where, where did you meet your wife? Because usually people who spend four years of Bible college or bridal college or something, did, it, did you meet your wife there? Or? Actually not. <laughs> I met her in uh, Northern Canada in the town in the church I grew up in. Okay. Uh, that, that's a whole separate interesting story. Yeah, but you betcha. Okay. Yeah, the, the, year, the year in the fall where the Lord kind of got a hold of me, she, she was also from the town I grew up in, Flintflon. She was in Quebec okay. uh, in French immersion for a couple of years. And she actually went forward, not to get saved, but to really hand it all over to the Lord at this French evangelist service. Okay. Pretty much simultaneously. We didn't know each other yet. And then we met that Christmas Eve at, or pardon me, yeah. that, that, that New Year's Eve at a church New Year's party. And, you know, and we were both in this stage of really wanting to go ahead with the Lord. And so, uh, you know, things developed fairly quickly after that. And I, how many kids do you have? How many kids you have? Two kids now and two grandkids. Yeah. I'm, I'm sort of getting it. Uh, I've got a uh, method for these questions here. Obviously you get married, you have kids, you're uh, reproducing, you're multiplying. Uh, isn't it amazing in the church that this thing that Jesus asked us to do and become like disciples? And have you seen a lot of examples of this in the local church? Like, why is it such a foreign concept to, to people, do you think, Darren? Well, I mean, there, there's many layers to that. I think, you know, as a pastor myself, I think how long was it before it was clear to me? Yeah much less how long was it before I started teaching it clearly, Hmm. you know, and and we've even taken the great commission, you know, to go and make disciples. And we've kind of, we've kind of reduced that to get someone to pray a prayer. Yeah. And and we, we have not clarified what it means to make a disciple who makes disciples. And it is a, 
It's a challenging calling, and it puts us all instantly in a place of God dependence, where we know we need the Spirit, where we know we need resources beyond ourselves. And that's, I mean, I found in my life that's where I function best, but we don't always want to be there. You know, there's mm-hmm. there's some pride that has to break daily almost to say, I need the Lord today to do what I'm called to do today. That exactly. the amount of knowledge and experience I have doesn't cut it. I need something more. Yeah, the met the metrics that we have uh, sort of used in the church historically, you know, uh, the number of people who come, uh, your your budget, as it were, <laughs> the size of your building, and it's interesting if you ever go to uh, like a pastor or, or church ministry conference at at break time, that that that's all that the pastors talk about. They're they're comparing the wrong metrics, uh, and so so this is. A bit of an outlier journey. Uh, there's not too many people who I hear talking as we are talking today. Uh, do you want to just unpack uh, the, the passion in your heart a little bit more related to becoming a disciple maker? Yeah. Well, like I said, that you know that that study I did arising from a Sun Life seminar where I tried to define for myself from Scripture what a disciple is. You know, I, I wrestled that to the ground for myself. I've taught that. I've written about it. But I still am wrestling through how this actually happens today. Yeah. Because, you know, we're talking about how hard disciple making is. Well, church in itself is hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we're, right. we're in a culture that is, you know, increasingly hostile. So just doing church, being a pastor, being a follower of Jesus is hard. And then the next layer of, of actually making disciples is even harder. So I'm, you know, I'm on a multi-year journey here. And this is really part of the journey. Wrestling through the ground. How do we make disciples who make disciples consistently in the context that we're in. And yeah. do we actually need to rearrange our church structures to make that happen? Because as a pastor, I found that ultimately there was, there was parts of my role as a pastor that interfered with evangelism. Yeah. And there's parts of the church structure I sometimes find myself in that interfere with being a disciple maker. And so I've, you know, I've, I've walked an interesting pastoral journey, pastored three different churches. I've been a transitional pastor for a decade, going through five different churches on the ground, mostly churches in crisis, seeing the patterns, seeing what is happening and isn't happening. And I am, you know, at a place now where uh, you're trying to prototype a way of doing the Christian life church <laughs> as a community in a way that actually makes disciples starting really from a, from a blank slate. Like I say, shake the yeah. etch sketch, you know, blank slate, start over. What does that look like? And that's where I'm at in my life right now. Well, I think, you know, God might be shaking up the church <laughs> because uh, in many places, in most places, we do not gather together for worship on the weekends because of the uh, COVID pandemic. And, and could it be that God in his wisdom is actually challenging uh, church leaders in these days, because everyone's saying, well, it'll never be the same, uh, which lends itself to ask, well, what will be the new normal? Oh, and, yeah. uh, and, and, and my prayer is, uh, you know, as we dig deeper into disciple making and the intention and heart of Jesus is that maybe the new normal will be, well, we'll see disciple making as normal and expected behavior, but it's going to take a long time. This is going to be a marathon, not a sprint. <laughs> well, <laughs> That's yeah. for sure. But I will say, I, I do have a theory, and I've shared this with a few people that, you know, the church in Jerusalem, they're given the commission, you know, make disciples, be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. They parked in Jerusalem, yeah. you know, and we have those utopian passages that we hold up as kind of the example. But at that point, they weren't actually being fully obedient. <laughs> Yeah. And it wasn't until persecution came and scattered them that they went and started making disciples. And I, one of my thoughts is that perhaps COVID 
one of the one of the ways God might harness this is that it breaks us out of our patterns, yeah. breaks us out of our come here mentality. You know, come here instead of going. And now we're broken out of that. Now we have to go. And now yeah. we're scattered. And perhaps the Lord will use that not just for evangelism, but for actual disciple making. That's my hope. That's my prayer. Yeah. I'm, I'm preaching through Philippians. And, uh, you know, the first chapter there, you know, Paul says, I'm confident of this, that you know, God's got a plan that he who began that good work in you will carry it on to completion. Mm. Uh, but then he talks about the joy of the partnership in the gospel message. I believe God's plan involves a partner where he's the senior partner, we're the junior partner. And as I preach, there's no place for silent partners in this relationship. <laughs> we, all, we all have to be part and parcel uh, because uh, this is Jesus' church. He's the head. And I believe if we really start listening to him through his spirit, mm. uh, there's a whole new vista. Unfortunately, I don't know. Uh, my generation might have missed it, but I think the uh, the millennial generation, who uh, for whom relationships are so important, and perhaps who don't like all the autonomy of organizational structures, uh, they're motivated by causes and mm. passionate. Uh, they might be the generation to lead us in this. However, we can plant seeds of what we did wrong well, along I, I, the way. <laughs> I'm not quite ready to give up on any generation. I mean, we're still we're still kicking. And, you know, Jesus' ministry was three years. That's right. And, and you know, he got a lot done in three years. And so I, I, th I really, part of my call, I believe, is to help to figure out a new way of doing things, but certainly pass it on generationally. Yeah, exactly. That, you know, that is clearly on my radar, but I don't think we can wait for the next generation. I think no. all of us who understand the call of Christ need to be fully engaged in that right now, yeah. whether in vocational ministry or not. Yeah. And just make that what our lives are really, uh, you know, completely about. Yeah, I think my focus isn't so much to ignore uh, and wait for the next generation to come up, but to actually engage them now uh, in life lessons that we have learned. Just as I uh, uh, shared in the last podcast about how my life looked like a telephone pole in terms of a spiritual tree of this uh, spiritual multiplication. Yeah. Uh, our kids haven't seen too many examples of those who have really understood this, and we're still struggling with it ourselves here. And so I think we need to engage that generation because they might pick it up a lot more quickly and more naturally. Well, and I think for us to, as we're doing here, you know, admitting that we don't have it all figured out, yeah, that we got it wrong yeah. for a lot of years and we're still in process. I mean, there's, there's some humility that kicks in. There's some repentance that needs to kick in yeah, to say, you know, we were going in the wrong direction. We now need a change of heart and a change of yeah. mind and a change of action. And yeah. I think modeling that and having that integrity and a vulnerability will be compelling to the next generations. Yeah, I got a couple of questions and maybe with this, we'll bring this uh, podcast to a conclusion. Uh, the first one is personal mm. and it's simply uh, is what I'm living for worth Jesus dying for? Hmm. Uh, okay, I'll add another question. If you knew Jesus was going to come back, Darren, in 30 days from now, uh, how would that change the way you live today? <laughs> and finally, and finally, in terms of uh, in 30 years from now, what will our kids and grandkids look at us and what will the legacy be that they describe that we've passed on to them? Hmm. Uh, that was the question that gripped my heart when God confronted me a few years ago. Um, it isn't about the money in the bank or the size of the house or the legacy of this or that. Uh, in terms of a spiritual sense, we all want our kids to be in heaven. 
but but uh, that that's only the one branch on the tree. Uh, it, it's about multiplying and grandkids, and then those we don't know. So uh, it's been great sharing this time with you as we uh, bring this podcast, Disciple Making, to a close. And we'd invite you, uh, Darren, where can people reach you if they want to uh, connect with you? Wherever this is hosted, there's probably some links. Uh, my primary site is darrenride.com, D-A-R-E-N-W-R-I-D-E. And uh, that's pretty much everything about me is linked from there in some measure. And, okay. uh, and how about you? Yeah, well, I, I'm just pretty blunt. I make disciples <laughs> at gmail.com. Uh, people always mess up my last name, so I just went right to the uh, to the goods here. I make disciples at gmail.com. Love, love for you to connect so with comments, questions, uh, advice, and wisdom that you can share with us along the way. Amen. Right on. Great talk today, Tim. See ya. Yeah. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us. For more information, go to imakedisciples.com or christfollowerdna.com. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts.